0: Leadership File, on Premier. Welcome to The Leadership File, a show that aims to help leaders think better about their work. You may well be familiar with the headlines, Charting the Decline in Christian Faith, in the UK, based on church attendance figures which have shown a steady decline. But research suggests that church attendance does not necessarily correlate with a loss of faith. We're joined this week by Dr. Steve Asthorpe a mission development worker for the Church of Scotland and the author of the book, The Invisible Church. He surveyed almost 1,300 Scottish Christians who did not go to church and found that the majority had found a different way to worship. So welcome, Steve, to the Leadership File. Thank you. I need to ask first, I should have done this first, Steve. Uh, is it Aesthorpe or Aesthorpe? Uh, Aesthorpe. Astor, so I did. I did pronounce it correctly.
1: <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, wonderful. You won't offend me. I get all kinds of variations, uh, <laughs> as you can imagine. Peck. I mean, that's just such a nice, simple name. I know you Peck can't get is. Far wrong with that. Well, you, it just
0: <laughs> the only problem with Peck is people mishear you, and you have to spell it out uh, on the phone. Uh, but still, there we are. So, um, so tell me, what led you to conduct the research?
1: Well, I guess as is often the case, my interest was sparked off by a, a personal experience. I was part of a small, vibrant, growing congregation in the late 80s, early 90s. And then my wife and I moved overseas for a number of years. We, we were away for 12 years. And then we came back to the same village and the same congregation. And it was still a, a, a healthy, vibrant congregation. But as we looked around, having been away for 12 years, we noticed a number of people were not there. And maybe nothing so unusual about that, you might think, but uh, over the next few weeks, we'd start to meet some of those people just in the the course of day-to-day life. And as we spoke with them, it became clear that their Christian faith was still really important to them, but they disengaged from the local congregation for all kinds of different reasons. Um, and then I started my current job working as a mission development worker for the Church of Scotland and working with different congregations around the north of Scotland. And through that, I just became aware that this wasn't unusual. This was seemed to be the norm. Um, and so I, I, I was interested and, and determined to try and find out what what's really going on here.
0: And and you so you presumably someone had to fund this. Did you go to the Church of Scotland and say, "Hey, we've got a, a project here"?
1: Well, I guess it's it started step by step. So, I mean, first of all, I, I I began to read what was already out there. So, at the time that I came back to the UK, two thousand and seven, tier Fund had just published their report, Church Going in the UK, and one of the things they said was that about a third of uh, people in Scotland said they were de church so, you know, used to go to church, now didn't, and then I read books um, that had been based on research in England and Wales in the late 90s, which said that about two-thirds of those who left church retained their Christian faith. So, you know, kind of doing the maths on the back of an envelope, I yes. thought, wow, gosh, that's incredible. I mean, if if both those things, if we can kind of put those together, I mean, we can't quite, but it, it gives us some idea that there's a large group of people out there um, which I'd never really thought about before. You know, I tended to think church leaving meant kind of moving away from faith as well, and clearly that, that wasn't the case. So, I, I started my own research by uh, recruiting a group of 30 people who were representative in terms of uh, gender, generation, kind of different experiences of church, but all who said, I'm a Christian, but I don't attend church. And the way the interview went was I I didn't have a set of questions. I, I tried to start with a blank page, if you like, not assuming that I knew what was going on. And I just asked them, could you tell me about your your story as far as it relates to the Christian faith and experience of, of church or churches and I just turned my recorder on and some of those people spoke for ten minutes and some of them spoke for two and a half hours
0: oh, gracious and no. you
1: know quickly gathered a, a, oh. a huge amount of, of data and transcripted those those interviews and and then kind of uh, analyzed those interviews um, through a a series of, of, of processes and using some fancy software to try and identify, are, are there some common themes here? And, and there were. There are about 25 different themes that came through strongly. And so then we set about the, the survey. So we we'd surveyed a, a large random sample using questions that had come out of these interviews. So they weren't our questions. They weren't our kind of assumptions about what was going on, but they were based on on uh, the experiences of that smaller group, and when we did that survey, I mean, we telephoned five and a half thousand people, and forty-four percent of them said, "Yes, I'm a Christian. Uh, no, I don't go to church." Now, you know, I'm sure many of your listeners, you know, when you hear that figure, you think, "Yeah, but what do they mean by that?" You know, when they say, "Yes, I'm a Christian," I don't go to church, and particularly, "Yes, I'm a Christian," because you know we see census figures that often give a surprisingly high um, number of people saying that they're Christian. Well, within our survey, we had a a bank of questions which have been used in other research around the world that kind of drills down into that issue, uh, explores what they mean when they say, yes, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. And we found that about half of those people, so 22%, were high scorers on that scale. So these were people who indicated that uh, their faith was really important to them and their faith made a, a difference to, the, to their lives. Um, and that survey had about 80 questions in total, exploring all kinds of issues about their experience and perception of, of church life. Uh, We then did another another survey sometime later, a telephone survey, um, which was trying to compare different areas within Scotland, so particularly looking at rural and urban and east and west and seeing whether the context really made much difference to uh, the proportion of people who were uh, Christians but not attending church. So that's the kind of research in the background that we've been doing.
0: Yeah, and was there any particular things to note from, from that next piece of research in terms of urban rural and uh, that sort of thing?
1: Well, the surprise was that uh, they were remarkably similar.
0: Right. Um,
1: I mean, in Scotland, if you look at almost any statistics related to uh, faith, church attendance, there's a very strong east-west split. Okay. Um, And there's also quite a strong difference between rural and urban. But actually, it was remarkably similar between all the areas we looked at um, in terms of the scale of this phenomenon, you mm. know, the, the proportion of people who were um, Christians but not attending church.
0: Mm. Great. I mean, it's, it's terrific to see some UK-based research. Um, some interests in this area have had to, to make do with Alan Jameson's work in New Zealand um, and, and a different kind of work by Leslie Francis in his book Gone But Not Forgotten, which is from 1998. So this is uh, kind of the only work of its kind in the UK that you're aware of?
1: Uh, it is yes yeah and and i guess what's different from the 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 books you've just mentioned is that that uh, the book i've written uh, the invisible church the research behind it's not just about church leaving it's about christians who don't attend church and one of the things we found about 15 percent of those people who say i'm a christian but i don't attend church never were regular church attenders so I think for the first time we, we've identified a population of people who have encountered the Christian faith outside the context of a, a regular congregation, have, have embraced the Christian faith, and you know are living out their faith in a, a, a very different uh, way to what we've, we've uh, imagined before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the other difference is I, I was really interested in getting behind the statistics. I wanted to, to get beyond the, the why question. You know, why have these people left church, and and find out what their faith life looks like now? Right. Yeah. Um, because you know th- that research I mentioned from Fund coined the term "de-churched," and and that's kind of gained a, a foothold in in Christian vocabulary. But actually, I mean, all that tells us is what people aren't, yes. Yes, <laughs> what indeed. they don't do anymore. And and I guess I was interested in in who they are and and how they do practice their mm-hmm. faith.
0: Mm-hmm and and the elements of traditional church that non-attendees have a a problem with talking particularly of obviously of those who've left church
1: mm. um i think I mean, there's a couple of assumptions in the questionnaire yeah, one is tradi- traditional church i mean one thing we've found is that people leave all kinds of churches okay. so you know whatever you uh, whatever people understand by you know traditional contemporary different styles of church mm-hmm. people leave all kinds of churches yeah and um, I guess the other assumption is that people point to problems with church when they explain why they're no longer attending church. And they do to some extent, but that's not the full story. So yeah, every story is unique. Rarely do people uh, have a single reason for disengaging from church or for not engaging in the first place. For the vast majority of these people, it's a gradual process. If they were church attenders, then the process of disengaging from church is something that happens over months and years, not something that happens um, as a kind of snap decision to some some particular event. Uh, But having said that, you know, when we look at the interviews, we look at the surveys, there are some well-worn trails, if you like. You know, there are some themes that come through strongly. And I guess three or four of them would be, um, people say, I don't feel I belong. That lack of a sense of belonging in the congregation. And in many cases, that wasn't always the case for them. You know, more more than half of the people we surveyed said they'd been part of a congregation for more than 10 years. So, you know, these are people who've, um, you know, they've showed quite a considerable commitment to congregational life. Um, secondly people talk about changes within themselves Um, you know the faith journey uh, can become a bit of a cliche but it really is a journey isn't it and uh, and people recognize that there were changes going on in them that led to a kind of growing apart if you like between them and the congregation Um, and then there's a a strong sense uh, among those we surveyed and interviewed that Church is often resistant to change. Um, The previous research you mentioned by uh, Richter and Francis, I mean, they touched on the area of change rather differently. Um, They found that many people uh, left church because of experiences of change within the church. But when we asked people in a more open way about their experiences of, of change in church, they often said, "No, what had frustrated them was the the lack of change and a, and a resistance to change." Um, and the the fourth thing is is about relevance. People feel there's a disconnect between their experience of congregational life and the rest of life. Um, so you know, those are some well-worn trails. But as I say, you know, these are often uh, there's a complex. Interplay between these and other factors.
0: Well, you're listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Dr. Steve Asthorpe, a mission development worker for the Church of Scotland. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by the Dr. Steve Asthorpe, a mission development worker for the Church of England. We're talking particularly about his book, uh, The Invisible Church, which uh, is based on uh, a survey of around 1,300 Scottish Christians who uh, do not go to church and found uh, Steve found that majority had found a different way to worship. We were just talking before the break of how he'd um, returned to Scotland from uh, from overseas and and discovered uh, the church that he, he went back to had had lost a lot of folk and 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 in his travels around Scotland had found that this was uh, uh, sadly a, a kind of common um, a common theme. I say sadly, Steve. I guess in a, in a sense, so for some of those folk, it's not a sad sad story at all. They're actually you know happy happy to be following god on uh, christ uh, away from the, the the church they were part of
1: yeah i think i mean there are elements of sadness because i think often the journey out of a congregation for somebody who's been part of it for a long time is is a painful one yeah um and people talk about experiences of of, of loss and 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 grief and and guilt in in that process um but you're right i mean most of the people we spoke to talk of coming to a better place um and finding new ways to to experience fellowship and worship and uh, and to live out their faith yeah
0: i was interested to, to hear to read you you say that the, interestingly um in many cases of the people you chatted to nobody had asked interviewees who were previous churchgoers why they'd stopped attending mm. or, or or how they were now finding fellowship there was a it was almost like there was a, a silence as soon as someone left, and that was it.
1: Yes, yes, uh, and that confirmed other research from England and Wales back in the late nineties as well. And if if you read the book, you'll you'll understand why, in a sense, the the, the process behind that, because, as I've mentioned already, that the leaving process is generally a gradual one. Um, it's characterised by a, a kind of mutual withdrawal, often so. Um, A person may reduce their commitment in some way. And I'm sure largely unconsciously, uh, leaders or others within the congregation then react to them in a slightly different way. And over a period of time, there's this gradual kind of stepping back, stepping back, until people disengage unnoticed. Um, In some cases, we spoke to a number of people who talked about how They'd used uh, perhaps a a crisis in their life or an opportunity in their life to leave the congregation with no fuss. So, um, for example, you know, I think of a person who talked about, you know, a member of their family being very ill and going to visit that person on a Sunday so they couldn't attend church. And people in the church understood that, of course, but what they didn't notice was that person never came back yeah, yeah. Uh, and that person said in their mind they were consciously using that as, a, as an opportunity mm-hmm. to leave without without causing a fuss do
0: you know I've, I've i've chatted with folk who've been so desperate to leave they've moved house in order yeah. to leave church because they yeah. they felt so embarrassed about relinquishing responsibility now some of them went on to other churches but but they were just you know um there's there's a very a a, a high level of awkwardness isn't there for folk yeah yeah Yeah. um um, i've heard christians suggest of course that a survey like yours um that people are, are kind of coming up for reasons for for being disobedient they would use that language to Christ's command to love one another to be in fellowship and that all that stuff um so they're skeptical about this kind of research they say oh yeah but the people are just justifying their leaving they're pretending that they've got a vibrant faith because they feel guilty but actually in practice you know they're just they're just rationalizing a a, a drift away from god and I, I just wondered how you you must have heard that sort of comment yourself what, what's your response to that
1: yeah i mean to <laughs> To be honest, it, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I, I think there was an element of that in my own understanding before I did this research. Um, and one of the things that challenged me greatly was that among those that small group that I first interviewed were some of the most impressive Christians I've ever met. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, these were people of, of, of deep faith, mm. uh, genuine commitment, and often it was it was in a... An earnest desire to to grow in that faith and to to live for Christ that they kind of moved away from the congregation experienced. Um, I and mean, one of the things I've been doing as part of uh, workshops and conferences I've been doing in relation to this book coming out is asking people who are part of a congregation, you know, what is it that you love about being part of the church congregation? And of course, you know. There's, same things come out you know people love it because it's welcoming it's a loving community they want to grow deepen their faith um they're concerned for their family and friends and neighbors so they want to be part of something that that's helpful for for sharing faith with them they want an opportunity to worship and and pray with others And, and when we ask christians who've disengaged from church it's those it's those very issues and the fact that they've they've struggled to find those in their experiences of congregations that have, have led them out of congregations. So it's it, it's strange and kind of ironic in a sense that, you know, the very issues that, that we love about congregations are the, are the same issues that lead people out of the same congregations.
0: Yeah. Um, Steve, as we kind of reflect for, for, for listeners who are church leaders and they're, um, you know, they're seeking to keep people together. Um, I mean, if you were serving as a minister in a, in, you know, a gathered community, you know, maybe a Church of Scotland church or Church of England or whatever, Baptists or whatever it could be, what kind of things would you do to help some of these concerns that have been expressed by people who have left to help people to stay, stay, stay with you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think that depends on the situation. I think in a mm. healthy situation, Christian leaders know their congregation Uh, They're well aware of what's going on in the lives of people. And and if that's a small congregation, then probably the pastor, the minister, the vicar um, will know uh, their people. And when it's a larger congregation, that's not possible. Then there are other arrangements, you know, a network of small groups, Mm -hmm. a pastoral team or whatever. So when somebody is struggling with their involvement in a congregation, shouldn't be a surprise you know people know people are attuned to what's going on in people's lives um so you know going back to your question i think you know sometimes the life of faith is a journey as we've said sometimes it's actually the right thing for somebody to leave a particular congregation and and if the leader's well attuned to what's going on in that person's life then that needn't be a, a difficult thing Um, Now, in many cases, if there's that that good relationship there, that openness, then some things that become issues for people can be nipped in the bud, if you like. So we found one of the most common things that is a a start of uh, a a process of kind of cumulative disappointment or frustration in people is related to questions and doubts. You know, we, we all have... Questions and doubts, you know, it's part of our, our life of faith, I think. Um, life throws stuff at us which raise questions and, and we need to, to engage with those things. Sometimes our questions are about God, about ourselves. Sometimes they're about church, you know, and how we do church and things. And I think if we have Christian communities where there is a recognition that questions and doubts are kind of normal and that it's a healthy thing to to air those and discuss them and explore them together and and we provide opportunities for that we will often um short circuit if you like or, or kind of nip off uh, the start of a process of, of accumulating frustration for people
0: um, well sadly times almost defeated, us steve i must I must just ask uh about the scottishness of the survey um and obviously it's dangerous to see stereotypes in a people group but i just wonder um you know is is there anything about your survey as far as you're aware that would make it less likely to be true for other parts of the uk
1: well i mean as well as doing my own research i've also studied related research in other parts of the world and i would say this phenomenon is is widespread across the western world yeah and what research there is in other parts of the UK and uh, Australia, the States, um, would suggest very similar patterns to what I've discovered in my own research. Yeah,
0: good. And and uh, the, your book is published by who?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's The Invisible Church. It's published by St. Andrew Press, okay. and you can get it through all the usual places, uh, local bookshops, Amazon. There's a Kindle version there as well. Excellent. And the subtitle of the book, I should say, for your listeners, is yes. Learning from the Experiences of Churchless Christians. So, you know, if if you're um, passionate about the health and the future of the church, as I'm sure most of your listeners are, um, you know, hopefully it'll be a helpful, it'll be a practical um, and encouraging book for you, for you to read.
0: Splendid. Well, I'll make sure there's a, um, a link to. Um to that in in the um, in the in the uh, on demand uh, version of this, when it's uh, after it's broadcast, people can listen on demand. So we'll, we'll make sure. And is Aisthorpe is A A A I S T H O R P E for people um, yep. wanting to, to uh, just reaching for Ben. Steve, it's it's been fascinating to chat with you. I'm th- so thrilled that you've been able to do this this work, and uh, you know the church in the UK is is indebted to you for it. And uh, let's let's trust that we have a better understanding of. Of church and, and christianity in this land and and can be uh, valuing and supporting the way in which people follow christ in whatever form that might be so thank you so much
1: yes. yeah all right thank you very much
0: well you're listening to leisure follow with me andy peck as I, I say we've joined this week by dr steve aesthort mission development worker for the church of scotland uh, that book again the invisible church uh, by st andrew's uh, press i look forward to your company again next sunday at 3 30 uh, thanks for tuning in